Radio Straya. How are you going? There you go. You're right. I hope so. It's Tuesday, January 16, all day. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. Uh, you can find that at codebet.com.au. You can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, Fox Sports Lab NFL, CodeBet Daily. Uh, I was hanging out with the Cricket Today podcast gentlemen yesterday. Football Today podcast. Uh, I'm here back in Larry Armour Studios. I was in the office today. It was hot. Had to come home because I got to do NFL Australia right after this as well. So good times. Uh, but it was MLK Day today. So we've got 11 games to fang through. Draymond came back and they got their ass kicked. You love to see it. We had a few Aussies in action too. But we had some ripper games. So we're going to wrap all that up in the NBA Australia game wraps. We've got that's on a knife. All mate, no mate. Spend of the night. Better than Monzo Ball. It's a me and Ozzy on Popular Opinion of the Day. Now back take yes. We were serving up flame grilled takes. Uh, there is an Andrew Gay's Grey Mum Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. And I believe there might even be a Shane Hill Shoot a Shoot Shoot Your Shot Light Em Up Award. But a little bit from left field. So that should be interesting. I guess. Uh, we'll pick and preview the. There's only three games, I think, tomorrow as well. We'll pick and preview each of those. And that'll be it because I've got to get out of here and, uh, yeah, go tape NFL straight. So. <laughs> Lot going on, bro. Lot going on. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Episode 1019 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. I know, especially with the Warriors. He had some words with them today. Uh, enjoyed watching Shaq and Chuck and Candice uh, today on the MLK broadcast of NBA on TNT. So you what, you got to watch out for the uh, Jonathan Kaminga spell check attack as well. That was a pretty good one. Uh, I, for one, for a bloke who calls Johnny Kaminga Johnny Cumbucket, I would also still spell it with a K. Because I'm respectful like that. <laughs> uh, but also, yeah, NBA and TNT gave him a C. That's just a lot grosser. Uh, so, yeah, better watch out for the attack of the odd spell checker. Right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with a daily, I believe it might be some sort of whip. Oh, it's a whip around. Oh, I get it. Yes, nice one there, Jim. Uh, Victor Wemben Yama is going to be in the skills comp. I love that. That's awesome. According to Shams, he's uh, committed to participating in the skills comp. That's great. At the same time, I'm like, piss that off. I want him in the three-point comp and the dunk comp. I feel like that's part of what we should be doing here with the all-star thing. It's like, we don't need different fucking fields. I want someone who can be like, all right, skills comp, this is what it is. Now, also, you got to be in the three-point comp and also the dunk comp. Let's fucking go. Package it all together. I think, you know, that'd be absolutely fun as shit to do one year, you know? Or at least you got a mandate that two rookies are in it and do all three, you know? Maybe the top two picks from last year. That'd be fun. There's a bit of an outback takeout for you. Uh, other news outside of Wemby in the skills comp. Uh, Shaden Chap. There's a guy who would be awesome in the dunk comp. Uh, out for two weeks. Lower abdominal strain. That's not great. 
Uh, DeJunte Murray. Hawks are looking for two first for him, apparently, in a trade. Good luck. <laughs> now that everybody's like, yeah, they want two first, bro. Well, we'll give you one. Because <laughs> we know you're trying to offload him. Here's your shit. God, the Hawks are bad. They beat the uh, Spurs today, but they're still 16 and 23. And shit house. Uh, so, yeah. I still reckon uh, Brooklyn, Atlanta. There's a trade right there. Orlando and Atlanta right there. Uh, and the players of the week were announced. Uh, you had the Utah Yaz. It was Lowry. That's a girl's name. Marketing. And, and bam. Bam, Adebayo, uh, Western and Eastern Conference Players of the Week. Lowry had a 24.5 point, 11 rebound, 48% from three week. Bam, went 23, 11, and 6. Not bad, bro. Not bad. Can play a little bit, can Bam. And God, they were good against the uh, Nits today. Even though they were shit, they were good. You know what I'm saying? All right. Speaking of which, MLK Day, it's always a big day. Look, it's a weird one because we don't obviously have... Uh, we don't really have anything like it in Australia. We don't have uh, a sort of thing. Like, they've got their own version of Labor Day. We've got a Labor Day. Like, the weird thing is, I think our version of this is like King's birthday, <laughs> which is just gross. You know? Oh, it's some old blight bugger's birthday back in England. All right, great. I don't need a holiday. Can I just have a holiday for being a fucking chill dude who lives in Australia? Uh, whereas, you know, at least with MLK means a lot to a lot of folks in America, and so he should. Trailblazer, uh, a warrior for social justice. Uh, I do also hate that it's like the start of January. It's like it's, It doesn't feel like a very good time for a holiday in the States because it's fucking frozen everywhere. Anyway. Uh, right, let's do some game wraps, though, from MLK Day. Game wraps, game wraps, Philly. Welcome back, Joel Embiid. And they beat the pants off of Houston, 124-115. It wasn't even that close. Smoked them out of the gate, and off they went. Uh, you had a really rough outing for most of Houston. You had Shingun, 19-9-6. 18 for Dylan Brooks. Cam Whitmore at 14. He's been coming along very nicely, just sneakily. And uh, Jalen Green, though, 20 points. Hey, Jim, did he shoot like shit again? Yes. 1-7 from downtown. I keep saying it, Jalen Green, he's the one dude who's just fucking copping it in the neck from having Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet next to him. Van Vliet shot five times in this game uh, for his eight points, five assists. Jalen Green went seven of 16 and one of seven from downtown. It's just, oh, but he got to 20 points. Yeah, it's not good, though, if you shit, <laughs> you know. Anyway, the Sixers, they got 41, 10, and three from him beating his return. Not bad. Uh, 27 and seven from Tyrese Maxey. Not a giant amount else, uh, but a lot of sort of just like, oh, yeah, cool. Mook Morris hits a couple of threes. Daniel House hits one. Pat Bev hits one. Ubre hits one. A couple from Tobias Harris, the never nude. He ends up on 10 points. You get one from Batum. It adds up because they end up shooting 15 of 31 from downtown. I'm no math magician, but that's good. Uh, Houston dropped to 19 and 20. They are 4 and 14 on the road. Yeesh. The Sixers, 25 and 13. Uh, New Orleans lost in Dallas. This was a weird game because the headlines will be like, Kyrie and Hardaway, man, 40 points each, bro. It's like, yeah. And the Pelicans almost fucking stole it to the point where Dallas were basically hacking a Zion down the stretch. He had 30 points. He was 6 of 11 on free throws. Uh, he missed a free throw with 17 seconds left when he could have basically tied it. Uh, Dallas fouled him on purpose. 
at like midcourt before he could sort of get into the paint and shit. So pretty weird. And then they missed another, I think it was Spindles Ingram who missed the game tire towards the end and Dallas hold on, win it 125-120. And obviously, yeah, Kyrie and Hardaway, the big story there because they were really fucking good. Uh, Zion ends up with the 30, but he had one rebound. How can you be that big and get one rebound in that amount of basketball? Like, in terms of physics, he takes up a certain volume, a large volume of the basketball court. He's on that basketball court for 32 minutes. He's that size. By physical law, the ball should bounce to him more than once. Like, it's insane that he had one rebound. 30 points, three assists, one rebound. What are we doing, Zion? Uh, Spindle Zingram with shit house. 3 of 12 for him, 0 of 4 from downtown. This is a weird one because this team, this Pelicans team, they're 7 and 23 from downtown, right? Trey Murphy uh, goes 1 of 4 from tr- on his triples. You've got Jordan Hawkins going 1 of 2. You've got CJ McCollum go 3 of 7 and fucking nothing else. 7 of 23. I don't know how they've got Trey Murphy and Jordan Hawkins and still need more shooting, but that's where we are. It's a, it's very similar to the build up or the the build of the Suns, right? Where you've got if KD's not hitting threes, uh, the entire shape of the team gets really wonky really quickly. If Beal's hitting threes, you're fucking flying. Like Beal in this case is kind of like CJ McCollum, uh, Booker, same sort of vibe. And outside of that. You're like, eh, probably need one more dude who can hit a fucking triple. What are we doing? Anyway, uh, the Mavericks, good game for them. Kyrie ends up with 42, 7 and 7. Not bad, man. Not bad. 13 and 28. Nine made threes from Tim Hardaway, the lesser. Bloody hell. Nine of 15 from downtown. 41 points. That's right. You got the two guards going for 42 and 41. Greeny chucked in 13 as well. Not bad from him. Uh, obviously, no Dante Sexum up Exum, though. Uh, they went 18 to 40 t- uh, 43 from downtown as a team. Did the Mavs good win, handy win. They held on down the stretch, get the win, off you go. Uh, they're both 24 and 17, those two teams. That's kind of neat. Nice. Uh, Orlando beat the New York Knickerbockers of New York City 98-94. Yep. No Jalen Brunson, no Knicks. That's how it goes. Julius Randle wandering around, pointing on defense, barely fucking trying. Jeez, he's shit. Seriously, they couldn't score in the fourth quarter. Magic hunted them down, ran over the top of them late. It was weird because like the Knicks led this game, and then they did not. The Magic got them. Uh, it was like pretty embarrassing for the Knicks. You don't have Brunson. You should be putting up a little bit more of a fight in, down the stretch in this one. They just didn't. It's like Cole Anthony hit that go-ahead shot with like three and a half minutes left, and you're like, oh, yeah, New York are cooked. It's one of my old favorite sort of go-tos, right? Like you expend that much energy fighting back into a game and it sort of felt like the Magic was seven points down, five points down for like the vast majority of the game. And they're still back down seven, about seven minutes to go, six minutes to go. Cole Anthony hits a couple of shots. Uh, Chuma Okike hits a three to get them within one. And you're like, ah, Isaiah Hartenstein, hello. Misses like that weird sort of little layup after a offensive rebound. And they go up, and they just never surrendered the lead after that. They got up five within not much time after that Wendell put in, and away you go. 
They hold on. Down the stretch, Knicks, hold your heads in shame. They shot 39% as a team. It was just atrocious gear. Randall, 15 points on 5 of 18 shooting. It's incredible how much he, like, just degenerates back into his shit self uh, without Brunson there. 5 of 18, 2 of 9 from 3, 15 points. Uh, 17 for the OG Ananobi. He had 20 for Miles McBride because he hit 4 of 10 threes. 15 for Don DiVincenzo. And uh, 8 points for Q Grimes. Not much else there. Bit of a sad showing for the Knicks. Bit of a weird one. Whereas for the Magic Men, this is Palo Bancaro going 20 points on 9 of 19 shooting. 17 for Wendell. He's back. I love to see that. Johnny Isaac's back as well. Jingle and Joe Ingles is back. Now, if the Magic could just get a fucking point guard, they'd be laughing. Uh, ice cold. Anthony was really good. 15 and 4 and 5 for him. Uh, but without Franz Wagner, hello. It gets a bit wonky sometimes in this Magic team. But they've got a lot of dudes. They just need that one point guard, I feel. Anyway, good win for them. Despite shooting 8 of 29 from downtown, to get this win is pretty fucking big. Uh, they are now 22 and 18. New York, 23-17. Detroit! That's right, the Detroit Basketball Pistons beat the Washington Wizards. 129-117. Bang! Even without Cade. Uh, Detroit were ready for it up early. They blew it and then kept it a man at arm's length the rest of the way. It's like Monty Williams basically went, Ah, oh, right. Jaden Ivey can be a point guard. Maybe I should play him at point guard because he's a point guard. Huh. Bang, they win the game. Uh, it's like he also realized that he could play Orsar Thompson and Jaden Ivey more than Isaiah Livers and Killian Hayes, and look what happens. They win a fucking game. They're fourth of the year. Oh, wasn't that nice? Uh, the, I mean, Alec Burks hitting eight threes helps a lot as too. Uh, Washington Kuzma had 21 on 21 shots. Gross! 22 and 7 for Taz Jones. Taz Jones. Jordan Poole had 16 on 14 shots. 19 to 41 from downtown as a team. They got out-rebounded 33-52 to by the Detroit Basketball Pistons. Is that right? Alec Burks, he was incredible, as I mentioned. 34 points. This is the weird thing about that giant Pistons losing streak. That there wasn't a game like this from anybody in that streak, really, where Burks hits eight threes, drops 34 on 11 of 17 shooting, and they just, like, sneak out a win against a shit team. Ivy had 24-7-6. He shot 9 of 18. 20 and 19 for Duran. He is unfucking real. God, he's a weapon. Orsar had 14-8-2 with three steals. 16-6-4 for Big Beef Stew as well. It's a good win for Detroit. They need to get a couple of these under their belt to avoid being the worst NBA team of all time, which they are trending towards. They're almost at the halfway mark, and they're at four wins. You might remember the nine-win mark is that sort of key number. (laughs) Charlotte Bobcats, Philadelphia 76ers. Let's go. Anyway, uh, good win for the Detroit Pistons. Four and 36. Washington dropped to seven and 32. Hang your heads in shame. Spurs lost in Atlanta, 99-109. Atlanta killed them. 35-16 in the first quarter. That was it. Uh, 29 and seven for Trey in the first half. Ends up with 36 and 13. Uh, Wembenyama had 26, 13, and five blocks with two assists and two steals. Got a little video going out about uh, the Rookie of the Year race, and we talked about it on yesterday's show as well. Wemby keeps doing this, and he's doing it in not a giant amount of minutes. It's, it's somewhat impressive. 26, 13, and two and two with five blocks, 
12 of 18 from the floor in 27 minutes. The big problem was for San Antonio, no one else could hit a fucking shot apart from Jeremy Sohan. Uh, he went 23, 8, and 4 with two steals and two blocks as well. But Devin Vassell was horrible again. He went 2 of 11. You had Cowden Johnson go 1 of 11. And they combined to go, I believe, 0 of 10 from downtown. Thanks for coming, fellas. You really fucked us this time. You're meant to be the veterans on this team that helped them sort of do good shit. And you didn't. Yeah, you didn't much at all, did you? No, I think you might have actually fucked it a bit there. Uh, Four Hawks had double-doubles with the 36 and 13 for Young. Yeah, Jalen Johnson, the 16 and 10. DeJunte Murray, the 13 and 13. Clint Capella had 13 and 11. Good win by the Hawks. They needed to sort of prove that they could at least beat a shit team, and they did. (laughs) We're all very proud of you. Uh, Good job. Anyway, who... Yeah, that's San Antonio 7-32, Atlanta 16-23. Golden State Memphis played the big MLK Day game. This is their sort of uh, traditional uh, showdown. Draymond came back. He didn't punch anyone in the face that we know of, that we realized. Uh, Good on him. Yeah. It's getting to a point where you clap. When you're being, like, saluted for not trying to end somebody's life, good job. What a, oh, he's just such a nice man, <laughs> is he? Uh, Golden State shit the bed, epically in this one. They absolutely fucking cooked it. Up one, heading in the fourth quarter. You're like, yeah, they'll be fine. They've still got Steph. They've still got Clay. Oh, God, the Warriors have just shit down their leg. Oh, my God, they're all shitting down their legs. Uh, they get Draymond back, then lose to a Grizzlies team that's missing three of its best four players. And, like, six of their top eight rotation players, no jar. No Desmond Boone, no Marcus Smart, no Stephen Adams, no Brandon Clark, no D-Rose. They're fucking cooked. The Warriors are shit. Memphis played like a team that wanted to win. Golden State played like a team that expected to win. And there's only so much you can do while, like, cruising on your laurels, right? When Clay is older than fuck, Draymond has just come off a 16-game absence because he's a fuckhead. And Steph's like, bro, I'm 35. Like, what are we doing? I'm going to talk about them again later, but geez, this was a bad one. On the flip side, good job, Memphis. Uh, Curry ends up with 26-8 and eight with five turnovers. He went 3-9 of nine from downtown, 11-20 overall. Nine points from Clay. Thanks for coming, Clay. Blake talks a lot of shit for a dude who can't do much right now. Uh, Draymond had the 774, a.k.a. the 3LO, a.k.a. the ABC Radio Melbourne. <laughs> 20 and 11 for Johnny Cumbucket. Pods went 4-12. From eight points. And I feel like that's a big problem with the Warriors. If Pademski has a bad game, they lose. Like, that's how far the Warriors have fallen now. Because Wiggins was fine. 16-5, and five, but he completely disappeared as Andrew Wiggins does. But Pademski shouldn't be your fucking barometer. And he is. They're shit. Memphis, Triple J had 18-5-5 five five with four steals and a block. He was really good. Vince Williams, 24-7-4. Uh, but J.J. Jackson was the story for me. 23 points, 6-9. Nice. From the floor, 5 of 8 from 3. Got interviewed after the game. We'll talk about him again in a second. Memphis shot 37% from the floor and won this game because they went 20 of 54 from downtown. Golden State went 10 of 31. Now, what do we say here on NBA Australia if you double up the opposition's made threes? Yeah, you probably win that game, I reckon. Yeah, that's what happened. 11 turnovers to 19 for Golden State. Just shit dumb turnovers. But the big thing as well, 32 to... Uh, 32 of 40 from the free throw line for the Grizzlies. They went to the free throw line 40 times. The Warriors, 10. 
Steph can have like a bit of a laugh after the game's like, oh, I didn't bring a laptop up here like fucking Mike Brown, man. Uh, if anybody on Golden State tried to get to the line, maybe they get some fucking calls. But this is an old, slow, outside shooting team that can't stop anybody anymore and just looks cooked. 18 and 22 for the Warriors. Memphis, 15 and 25. Chicago got blown out by Cleveland. 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 Uh, until they weren't. The Bulls were getting fucking killed right out of the gate. Then they had a big third quarter, pulled it all the way back, got it back down to one at the start of the fourth quarter, and then the Cavs settled, ripped off a 19-7 run and took control and rode it to the win. Uh, the Bulls just couldn't score down the stretch. It was a bit of a weird one. Uh, DeRozan there was really off. Uh, the Cavs just rode Donnie Mitchell, just nailing threes and causing havoc. DeRozan had six points, six rebounds, three assists, and two steals. He shot three of eight in 38 minutes. Vooch had 17, 10, and 4. He had 18 for Kobe. Kobe White, but he shot 5 of 15. Vooch went 1 of 7 from downtown by BT Dubs. Yeesh. Uh, 10, 3, 3, 3, and 3 for the Caruso. 17 for Zachy Cax, Adam Levine. It's like a 17, 4, and 4 where you're like, yeah, sure. Baseline, okay, baseline. Uh, 9 of 32 from downtown as a team. Again, Cleveland went 20 of 57. That is a lot of attempts. But again, they made 11 more threes in the opposition, more than double, and that's why they won. 34 for Donnie Mitchell. He had seven assists as well. He had 11 and 21 from the floor through Karis LeVert and Sam Merrill hitting threes as well. That's how the Cavs won this one. Uh, Sweet baby, he went 4 of 10. Merrill goes 4 of 6. They had 16 and 15 respectively. Good win for the Cavs. That's right, for Cleveland. Cleveland! Uh, Because they needed to win this one. Uh, Chicago on 19 and 24, 24 and 15 for the Cavs. Keeping their heads above water without Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, and Evan Mobley. Uh, we had the Celtics beat the Raptors 105-96. Weird game. C's had it under control until an 8-0 run by the Raptors right at the end. Got it to like four with less than two minutes to go. And then the Raps didn't hit a shot after that. So C's hold on. Win by nine. Tatum. Oh, the cool thing for them was that all five starters are in double figures and they didn't have Jalen Brown. So good job by the Celtics. You'll take that if you're a Boston fan. Uh, the Raptors, Siakam had 17 points, came on 5 of 15 shooting. He went 0 of 6 from 3. Blah, gross. Thanks for coming, Pascal. Uh, uh, 24 for RJ Barrett. Not bad. 9 rebounds, 4 assists. 21 for Emmanuel Quickly, but he shot 8 of 20 on his way to his 21 points. Uh, they went 4 of 32 from 3, the Raptors did. Uh, I'm no math magician, but 4 of 32... Is unbelievably shit house. Like that is crazy. Absolutely crazy. They didn't have Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. Uh, they didn't have Teenage Mutant Yaku Pertle. Uh, but yes, they missed all 13 of their threes in the second half, which is pretty fucking funny. Um, but that is like, I think the second worst. Yeah, it was, their, it was their worst mark of the season, obviously, 4 of 32. But wow. The fact that Derek White made 5 of 11 threes, he had more threes than the entire Raptors combined. God, that's funny. Brown was out with the hyperextended knee, but didn't matter. Tatum, 19, 14, and 6. He was awesome. Zinger, extreme Zinger meal. He wasn't really supercharged today. Supercharged Zinger Burger. I'll tell you what, 15, 6, and 2 only went, you know what, I think he went 2 of 6 from the floor. And you're like, Jesus, how did he get to 15 points? He went 10 of 12 of the line. Uh, Drew Holiday, 22, 6, and 7. Derek White with 22. 
Uh, Horford 10 and 11 as well. But as a team, 16 and 39 from downtown. Pretty handy when the other team goes only for four. Uh, Toronto dropped to 15 and 25. Four straight losses now. The Boston Celtics 31 and 9. Miami held off Brooklyn in overtime, 96-95. Butler, Lowry, Hero, all back, and the Nets completely fucking shit down their leg in the third quarter. Brooklyn were controlling this game, then they gave it up. They gave up a 17-2 run in the third, managed to force overtime thanks to Mikael Bridges and co. They're up four with a minute to go, and then Hero hit a couple of threes, and uh, Butler got a foul at the end, hit two free throws. Bridges misses the game winner. Game over. Brooklyn lose. They are playing bad. Like, really bad. Mikael Bridges is okay. Cam Thomas is like, again, he's like Zion's diet. It's all empty calories. 23 points for Cam Thomas. He shot 7 of 20. The next time he passes it will be the first time you've seen him pass it as well. They shot 12 of 55 from 3. Cam Johnson was horrible. Dinwiddie was shithouse. Like, Royce O'Neal, as I mentioned, 12 of 55 from downtown. Royce O'Neal hit 5 of those on 10 attempts. So 7 of 42 for everybody else. Uh, 7 of 45 for everybody else. Fucking hell. That is egregious. Uh, Miami Butler had 31, 5 and 4, including two steals in his return. That was fun. Bam! Had 11 points, 20 rebounds, and four assists. Jesus, that's good. And Tyler, there goes my hero. 29 points, massive threes at the end. He was awesome. 11 to 22 overall, 4 11 from downtown. Miami, big win. Uh, they're 24 and 16. Brooklyn. Desperate for another win, 16-23. They are playing like shit. That is a team that needs to make a trade. A-S-A-N-P. Uh, Brooklyn have won one game in their last nine. That is, I would say, not great. Yeah, it's uh, in fact shit. So there you go. Indy got absolutely smashed by Utah. This is one that I went back and forth on yesterday in my game picks. I ended up landing on the Utah minus seven and a half and uh, felt pretty good about that in the end because they fucking ran right over the top of them. They just couldn't miss, they being the Yaz. They shot 55% and 44% from the three-point line. Got to the line a shit ton as well. Uh, you had Lowry go for 32 and 10. You had 30 for the sex man, Colin Sexton. 17 for Jordan Jeremy Clarkson off the bench. And Keontae George is unreal. 19 points again for the rookie Meanwhile, the Pacers, all their starters got the double figures and nobody else did. So it's 12 for Jaden Smith, 12 for Miles Turner, 14 and 14 for Nemhart and Heald, and 11 for Benny Matherin, who twisted an ankle or a knee or something, I think, late. Um, and they basically gave up the ghost. Like, they were pretty close in the first half, and then the Jazz just laid the smack down in the third quarter and fucking smashed it. That's six straight wins, the Jazz. Absolutely incredible. Uh, they are now 22 and 20, two games above 500 out of nowhere. Handy when you win six straight. Indy dropping to 23 and 17. Oh, it's not good, man. It's not that good, eh? So, yeah. Tough stuff. Markin was really good. He might pop up again in a second, but he just kicked some ass and took some names. Uh, then OKC, the Lakers. Awesome game. This one was absolutely gnarly. I was like on the train watching it on my phone, headphones, and just going, way, what the whoopa, whoopa. Uh, enjoyed it because the Thunder are not afraid of the Lakers in any way, shape, or form. But the Lakers just had a really, really, really good third quarter where they just got a couple of stops when they needed to. AD was really good. But LeBron was just like, all right, this is kind of cool. How about we just get everybody going? Austin Reeves hitting threes. Like it sort of there was a moment there where it felt like 
the Thunder might sort of stretch out a bit of a lead, and then they just stuck neck and neck the entire way. And then the poor Thunder basically just had like a scoring drought for a couple of minutes, and you turn around, LeBron's hitting a three, and you're down four, and then you're down seven after AD and Rui get involved, and then you're down nine, and you're like, oh, this is getting really fucking hard. Because this is the thing about the Lakers. It feels like when they actually legitimately lock in, they can still be really fucking scary. It's really weird. Jared Vanderbilt played really well. Jalen Williams had a couple of weird fucking dumb moments. Isaiah Joe couldn't hit the side of a fucking barn. You're still not playing our man, Josh Giddy in the fourth quarters for the vast majority of them. Uh, he came in like halfway through that fourth quarter and you're like, yeah, that'd be good if we can get him some more in there. And he hit a couple of good free throws late, but they were basically just dunsky at that point. Isaiah Joe missed a couple of other shots and Packer up, boys, you were done. So AD, Austin Reeves, LeBron James, they were obviously the big, big difference in this one. 112-105, the Lakers end up winning. Chet only has 9-8-4. He had three blocks. Got fucking deleted a couple of times. Uh Christian Wood had a fucking sick dunk as well. Uh, Jalen Williams, though. J-Dub, 25 points, 6 assists, 3 steals. SGA, 24 points. He shot 9 of 19. A rare sort of inefficient 9 for SGA. 1 of 6 from triple land. 8, 5, and 3 for Giddy Up. He went 2 of 8 from the floor. Not very good. Uh, 11 for Dort. And this is the problem. Nothing off the bench. Isaiah Joe is usually good for a couple of heater up microwave uh, threes. He missed everything today. 0 of 6 from downtown. They went 15 of 49 from three-point land. Michich was pretty handy when he was out there. He has the 6-1-1, one, one, but it does sort of feel like they need that one just extra fucking shooter. And they just... Like, Isaiah Joe's kind of that dude, and it feels like that's the sort of thing that you can maybe trade for. Like, just gift the paces, like, a fucking first, get something, go get Buddy healed, maybe. I don't know. He would love to return to Oklahoma, you know that. Maybe that's not a good thing for your... Uh, Chemistry, though, if you bring in Buddy Hield, the king of Oklahoma. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, Lakers, AD, 27, 15, and 5. He was awesome. 25, 7, and 6 for LeBron. Oops, Austin Reeves with a 15 and 7. He was really good. D'Lo had 14 and 6. And that was kind of like like Rui, Christian Wood. They had 12 and 11. Vanderbilt was handy. This is the idealized version of the Lakers, right? They just want to hit a couple more threes. One of five for Torin the Red Bull Prince. Two of seven for D'Lo. They go eight of 24. Kobe! Between them all. But still not quite good enough. Uh, just want to see a little bit more shooting. But this is idealized Lakers version of them. And like this is kind of like the lineup, right? AD, Torin the Red Bull Prince, LeBron, James, D'Lo, and Reeves. You probably need a little bit more playmaking off the bench, but otherwise you're kind of like, maybe this is kind of good. So good job by the Lakers. They moved to 20 and 21 with that win. Thunder dropped to 27 and 12. Let's do an NBA Australia Pro performance of the Knights. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Bloody hell, that was 11 games. Joel Embiid! Remember that? <laughs> 41 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. But also Kyrie and Hardaway. God, they were good. 42, 7, and 7 for Kyrie. Tim Hardaway, the lesser, 41, 2, and 2 as well. It's the second time in Mavs history they've had uh, 40 point games. Uh, two players have had 40 point games. It was Kyrie in the first one with Luca, and this time it was Kyrie and Hardaway. 
That's kind of nice, isn't it? Oh, it's like they're best friends. Uh, so, <laughs> what the fuck was that? Uh, Hardaway, good stuff. Burke's going off for 34 was very cool. Donnie Mitchell was absolutely instrumental in beating the Bulls today. Lowry, as I mentioned, 32 points, 10 of 15 shooting, 2 of 4 from 3, 10 rebounds. I think it was uh, it was sort of after the game, Rick Carlisle, who very famously coached Dirk Nowitzki, was like, yep, that's the closest thing I've seen to Dirk since Dirk. And you're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no shit. Uh, Jimmy Butler calmly coming back from injury, 31 points, hitting the game-winning free throw is pretty big. Uh, and Wembenyama. 26, 13, five blocks in like 27 minutes. Fuck me, dude. couple of good performances today, though. Not bad. What about on the flip side, however? Spot of the night. Spud, 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 well, with this many games, we've got a lot of spuds. Calvin Johnson, one of 11. Devin Vassell, two of 11. Anytime that your two veteran players can go three of 22 combined, yet the Spurs were fucked. 0 of 5 for Al Jefe Green, old Uncle Jeff. You love to see that. Bit of a rough on there for the big old Houston veteran. We all love him. I'd like to have a beer with Duncan Robinson because he can't hit a shot all of a sudden all again. Uh, I think it was 0 of 4 uh, for him, 0 of 3, which were from downtown. Uh, yeah, 2 of 11 for Bogdan. No, 2 of 10 for Bogdan Bogdanovich. Jaron Jackson shot 4 of 20. Jaron Jackson, good speaking, Jay Jim. Uh, 3 of 14 for Spindles Ingram. Uh, you also had 1 of 8 for both Jalen Suggs and Maxi Struess. Uh, Caleb Houston went 1 of 7. Kevin Knox, 1 of 7. Peyton Pritchard, 1 of 7. Some pretty big spuds there. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. But, of course, we would like to thank friend of the program, George Niang and Jarris Walker. That's right, the rookie, because he came in. And what do they both shoot, Jim? That's right, they shot 3-11. Ah, you'll love to see it. Who's Old Mate No Mates? Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Who's got No Mates today? Well, it's a bloke who took 21 shots to get to his 21 points today, uh, but also was the man who famously tweeted out, at this point, nobody wants to be that team. Ha, 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 ha. At this point, it's like, don't be that team. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, geez, you'd hate to lose to Detroit. Well, guess what you did, Kyle? You lost to Washington. Old mate. No, mates. Uh, some other sort of no matey action floating around, I feel like, today. Uh, it feels very old mate, no mates. Like, just get Steph Curry a little bit of help. Just a little bit of, little, little itty bitty help. Because that poor dude is, like, running around going, I am fucking too old for this shit. He's out there murtaring it up hardcore. Uh, And there was also the lady, like, yeah, the female ref who Steph Curry fell down in that game. There's not a foul. He's, like, laying on the floor going, whoa, God, where's the call? And she's like, oh, yeah, foul. And the Grizzlies are like, what the? That happened, like, eight seconds ago. It's like the latest call you ever fucking see. Absolutely brutal. 
But really, old mate, no mates, the Warriors, it's just like, Jesus, mate, what are we doing here? Uh, what about pantsing of the night, though? Uh, Trey Young got blocked by Wembenyama. Wembenyama didn't even bother to jump. <laughs> and obviously the Grizzlies absolutely pantsing the Warriors on MLK Day Jr. Uh, MLK Day Jr.? MLK Jr. Day. Uh, Martin Luther King Day obviously means a lot to the city of Memphis. And uh, Draymond came back. I don't know. He's like out there assassinating their chances at winning another title. Uh, but it's not good. And it was a fucking big pantsing. So great job by the young Grizzlies. You love to see it. Speaking of which, who was better than Lonzo Ball today? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. He coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. GG Jackson. Um, he was awesome. 23 points. He went 6 of 9, as mentioned. Nice. Uh, from the floor. 5 of 8 from 3. 6 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks, a plus 23 and that kid was awesome because he was just so stoked to be on the TNT interview afterwards. He's just like, fuck, that's Shaq. That's so cool. I enjoyed Chuck having a crack at Shaq as well. He's like, man, Shaq, of course I do it was you. He heard that mumbling. <laughs> Which is good. Uh, oh, I actually forgot. To, I did sort of mention that earlier, the pantsing of the night uh, where AD just fucking demolisherated Holmgren as well. It's pretty funny. Um but G.G. Jackson, like, what? that's a really fun story. He's, like, the youngest player in the NBA. And he's, like, chatting to Shaq. Looks like an awesome kid. Played his ass off. 23-6, two steals, two blocks. They get a big win over the Warriors on MLK, J- on MLK Day. Pretty awesome stuff. Good on you, mate. That was a good chat, too. Seems like a lovely kid. Happy days. Uh, right, what about... Oh, do we have a Magic Tweet of the Day? Let's find out. Do you reckon Magic's back from his holidays? Oh, you better fucking believe he is. Let's do it. I am proud that I have such a talented executive team across Magic Johnson Enterprises and some of my portfolio companies, including Sodexo Magic, Equitrust, Atlanta Life Insurance, JLC Infrastructure, and Uncharted Power. (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong, but also there's the better one. I wouldn't be where I am today without the dedication, vision, and sacrifice of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I honor him for being a voice for equity and what is right. I feel like that's meant to be equality. But anyway, come on, Magic. We've got to get those spell checked. Dr. King is an inspiration! Exclamation point. I am dedicated to continuing his legacy through my work in underserved communities. I pursued business and established my own organization with his dream and vision in mind. I'm grateful to be in a position where I can provide numerous job opportunities to black Americans and champion minority and women executives with opportunities in leadership roles. Ah, oh, how good is that? What do we say? Thanks, Magic. It's pretty bloody good, actually. Uh, all right, there you go. Let's do some ENRs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do it. NBA Australia, yeah, now it's brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. Get your merch. Demo. 
get your merch, get your merch. Where it? Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Yeah, do it. Get your merch, get your merch. Uh, NBAstraight.com slash shop or just click through on the socials. Get a stubby holder. Get a t-shirt. Get a hoodie. Don't need a hoodie today. I'm sitting here in my Patty Mills Nets jersey. It's bloody hot. Uh, either way, check it out. Buy a t-shirt, buy a hoodie, buy a coffee mug. There's a couple of those left and uh, go nuts. Help a brother out. Uh, right. There was a good one sent through by uh, Ryan B. Righty Brody. Uh he just sent through the, hey, Jim, did you see this? And there is a great sort of little thing floating around about Duop Reef. Duop, ba-ba, Duop. But Basketball Forever had the, against the odds, Duop Reef made the NBA as a 27-year-old rookie after growing up in a tiny hut with six siblings and no better shoes during a harrowing civil war. He then lived in a refugee camp, made it out and played in community college, got cut after three summer leagues and played across four continents. This year he signed with Portland, got waived two weeks later, made it back onto the team via a two-way contract and not only cracked the rotation, but started seeing big minutes and playing extremely well. This man is one of the best stories in basketball. It's like, yeah, um, Ryan sent that through. He's like, hey, Jim, did you see this? Yeah, there is like a uh, bigger story sort of floating around about that too. And it was kind of weird that Basketball Forever kind of co-opted that and shortened it down and made it a little bit more sort of flippant. It's kind of a bit strange. but uh, Because the do-op story is absolutely fucking amazing. It's much longer, right? Like, he talk, it sort of talks about how he was the eldest of seven uh, in the Second Sudanese Civil War, uh, which is like, I don't know if you've ever spoken to, you know, the many sort of Su- Sudanese Australians out there. Uh, it's not fucking great. In fact, it's wildly terrifying. And, like, some of them have just some incredible fucking harrowing, insane, scary-ass stories. Um but so the fact that they make it to Australia is incredible. And for Duop to make the fucking NBA is just awesome, right? So same goes for a lot of his sort of, South, uh, you know, South Sudanese, Sudanese Australian uh, compatriots as well. So it's really cool. So anyway, it's a big, 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 big sort of story about how uh, they sort of made their way from a refugee camp to Australia where he started playing basketball in high school, um, played soccer, played footy um and was like recruited by lee college in texas he went to lsu for his junior and senior year uh and like yeah played in serbia china australia lebanon got cut and cut and cut again after like summer leagues and yeah it's awesome so good on him i fucking love that story sort of getting out there now so absolutely amazing shit do up wreath is very fucking special so i love that all right some other year nas coming out of today's games Are you ready to just, like, take the Lakers a little bit more serious? Yeah, nah. I mean, yeah, I was never not taking the Lakers non-seriously, right? They're 20 and 21. They look like a mess, but you still see them play a game like they did today against the Thunder. And you're like, this is why they're so dangerous, because if they can sort of just get into a little bit of a role, if AD and LeBron are, like, feeling it on that day, the problem is you've got to do that four times in a seven-game series, and it's sort of, they need that little bit of extra help. Like, Reeves playing really well is good. You have, like, a lot of these moments where you're like, yeah, the starting lineup of having D'Lo in there next to Reeves does this work. Does it continue to work? I've still got big questions, but they needed that reminder that, yeah, we can be pretty bloody good. Uh, Do you think the Pelicans are actually any good, Jim? Yeah, nah, I mean... They just beat the Mavs the other day without any of their good dudes. And then their good dudes come back and they fucking lose. So 
I have questions. And you know me, if you listen to this show, I have grave doubts about Zion in general. Oh, but Jimmy had 30 points today. Yeah, and he had one fucking rebound. You know? It's, it just, I struggle to look at this Pelicans team and go, right, it never feels like Zion and Spindles Ingram play well at the same time. Like, they do every so often, and when they do, they look fucking unbeatable. It feels like they never tend to quite get on the same page and make each other better, is my big point. This is a game they lose by five. Zion's a plus six in his 32 minutes. Spindles played 32 minutes as well. He was a minus 19. (laughs) You know? CJ was a plus 15 in his 29 minutes. It's just, it's a weird sort of mishmash of talent. And they're 24 and 17 almost despite that. They probably need that one extra, like Najee Marshall, Trey Murphy, Jordan Hawkins. They should have shit tons of shooting and it never feels like they do. I don't know. They're a weird team. I think they're good. I'm going to say yeah, but they're still fucking weird. No Brunson, no Knicks. Yeah, nah, yeah. Without Brunson, the Knicks just stink. They really do. It's kind of weird, but it makes sense because he sort of does everything. He does everything really fucking well for this team. And they really obviously struggle to replicate his skill set. And it's a bit of a shame. So I would like to see more Jalen Brunson playing, please. Because he played every game, I think, up until... Uh, the last two. Uh, and yeah, it's not great, right? So they beat, what do they beat Memphis the other day without him? Uh, but that Memphis team is a mash unit and then they lose today. So <sighs> it's a bit of a weird one. Need more Brunson all the time. Uh, hey, Jim, do you think the players are going to regret the 65 game threshold and agreeing to it? Yeah, nah, yeah. I think they're all sort of starting to realize it now. It's starting with Joel Embiid. Your reigning MVP, who has already missed 10 games, he misses eight more and he can't win the MVP. Like he just had a swollen knee for a couple of to- uh, a couple of games. He's like, fucking hell. Like, but you also think about that. 10 games already, the Sixers are cruising in the three seed, but they can't really miss him much more because they don't have too many opportunities. Like he'll probably not play in that Denver game tomorrow and... There you go. It's a seven-game threshold that he can miss the rest of the way, and then he's out of the running for all NBA, MVP, all that sort of shit, which is pretty crazy. So I think they're going to uh, regret it. But it doesn't make a shit ton of sense. Yeah, nah, yeah. Because I don't know if you can be the MVP if you're going to miss that many games. Like missing 17 games in a season, 65, it feels like the right threshold. So I'd leave it where it is. And I feel like that's also my unpopular opinion of the day because I think I'd leave it where it is. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I think the 65 is a good number because I think you'll sort of look at somebody like SGA who's crushing it and playing a fuck ton of games. Joker has been absolutely fantastic, obviously, the last few years. Barely ever misses games. Um, Embiid, if he's going to play 68 games and like he's missed 14 and like maybe the Sixers go, what, 7-7 seven and seven in those 14 perhaps, maybe a little bit less. He's still MVP. That's cool. But under 65 game mark, yeah, I don't know if he can actually be the MVP, the most valuable player. It's maybe a bit harsh, but God, guess what? It's a harsh world. Uh, speaking of which, what about our back takeouts? It's Tuesday, and our back, you know what that means? Well, 
tell you what. Squid number two woke up this morning. Possum in his room. We fixed that fucking right smart, didn't we? Bang! On a skewer out the back. Mmm. Spit possum. Only at Outback. Tastes pretty fucking gamey, but she'll be right. Goes great with the flame grilled take. And today's flame grilled take is the Warriors should stop wasting Steph Curry's talents and actually trade him to a proper contender. That's right. A proper contender. Like the New Orleans Pelicans. God, he'd be good next to fucking Zion and Jonas and Co. Sign me up. Absolutely love it. Only at Outback. To be honest, if he really wants to go win a couple of titles, go play next to SGA on OKC. Or send him to Orlando, maybe. What do you reckon? Give him up a f- give up a few firsts. As long as you keep what? Would you give up Paolo? Would you give up Franz? You'd give up Franz. You'd want to keep Paolo to pair with uh Steph, but everything else is on the fucking table. A few firsts, off you go. <laughs> Bang. Or send him to the Knicks. Interesting. Only at our back. But trade Steph. Save his last few years. Nah, he should be a warrior for life, but it feels like they're going to waste his fucking uh, twilight. All right, Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Chris Anstey, and you're listening to NBA Australia. I really enjoyed that Chris Anstey uh, story yesterday. They went on uh, NBA Australia. It was very fun. Uh, right. Josh Giddy against the Lakers. The Lakers won that one. Uh, as mentioned, two of eight shooting from the floor. Not a great game for our man Gids. 22 minutes. Only the one foul. He had eight points, five rebounds, three assists, and a block. He went two of eight from the floor. Two of which, the two shots that he hit, were from three. Two of five from downtown. Two of two at the free throw line as well. Well, we also had Jingling Joe Ingles out there against the Knickerbockers. He had six points on three, six shooting. 0 of one from downtown. He had four assists and a rebound and one turnover. Rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, Landau. That's right, the rooster. Got out there against Philly. Played nine minutes. He had four points, two or two from the floor. He had one rebound, one still, and three blocks. That equaled his career high. He was a plus 17 in a game that they lost by nine. I don't know. Play Jock Moore, you dickheads. Uh, Josh Greeny Green played in that Dallas game against his buddy Dyson Daniels. Greeny had 13 points, four rebounds, three assists, four of eight from the floor, three of five of which were from downtown. Love it when he hits threes. Plus 14 in 30 minutes for Greeny. Uh, no, Dante, obviously, but Dyson in that same game. 19 minutes, two points, three rebounds, two assists, one and two from the floor, all of one from downtown. Minus 20. Uh, I don't know about you, but Dyson Daniels needs to be a starter somewhere because when they do the plug and play off the bench it just he never seems to really sort of get on much of a roll and it stinks Patty Mills Copter did not play coach's decision against his old team the Spurs because Quinn Snyder's a dickhole (laughs) and obviously no Box Hill Benny against the fucking Miami Heat because why would he play basketball I've got a sore back man Oh, yeah, can you prove it? No, that's the thing with backs. They're a bit nebulous, aren't they? Fucking sure, mate. No, back injuries are no joke, so that's all right. All right, Andrew Gay's Grey Mum Reward for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. It's the first annual 
Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. Love this one. Kyrie, um, you know that I love dunking on NBA Kanye, but he is also the first player in NBA history now to score 40-plus points with three different teammates in the same game. Uh, he did it with LeBron James back in 2016. He did it with Kyle, uh, Kyrie and Luka did it last year, and then he did it with Tim Hardaway, the lesser, this year, which is very cool. And that sort of goes hand-in-hand hand with a bit of a uh, Shane Hill shoot-a-shoot-shoot-your-shot-line-em-up award. Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Heal. Shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. You're not wrong. Uh, Kyrie, in his last eight games since he got back, uh, he's gone for 31.8 uh, f- points a game, 7.4 assists, 5.8 rebounds at 62% true shooting percentage. That's incredible. That includes the first game when he came back and he only had 14 points. Same thing goes for the Joker. Over his last nine games, he's only averaged 22, 9.8, and 9.6. But he shot 81% from the floor, 75% from the free throw line, uh, 75% from three, rather, and 85% from the uh, free throw line. 81% in nine games. That's insane. He's nearly at 80, 80, 80. <laughs> his field goal percentage has gone from, like, 54% to 58 in the last nine games overall for the season. That's just fucking silly. What are we doing here? <laughs> You'll love to see it. All right, Paddy Bill's Game Day, Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. All right, what do we got today? Have we got a freshie from somebody? Let's have a look. Paddy thrills, Paddy meals, nothing. What about... What about Ben Simmons? Oh, we could actually go and have a look at those Ben Simmons photos. He's got that new post. Oh, he's got a great video of him going to... Oh, feel good working every day, so be back soon. There was a point, like, when I got hurt this season, and I was like, holy shit, I don't know if I can do this again. It's just something in you, like, for me, I'm not going to stop. I have that. I don't have it in me to stop. I don't want to continue playing basketball. Playing this game keeps me going. Things happen in untimely things, untimely times. And for me, it's like a part of the journey. You're going to embrace every day, every moment, every work ethic. That's what we increase the story. Ah, this is just another part of the journey and another test for me that I have to get through. And it's a bunch of his uh, workout stuff, so... Nobody does better workout videos than Ben Simmons. Never let it be said that Box Hill Benny doesn't do the best workout videos in the NBA. Just saying. Untouchable. Greatness. All right. (laughs) Let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverting Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Oh, not bad. Bloody hot. Uh, Denver take on Philly tomorrow. Six is a three and a half point favorites uh, in Philly. All of the Nuggets starting lineup are questionable. I'm still going to go with the Nuggets plus three and a half because I feel like a couple of them will end up playing, and uh, I don't think the Sixers will risk Embiid uh, with the you know swollen knee playing back to back. No chance. So I'm going to go with the Nugs plus three and a half. Uh, should be an interesting one because I feel like we should. This is again the NBA, like. How do you not have somebody who just looks at the entire fucking schedule and goes, 
Oh, wicked. Wouldn't it be great to have, I don't know, Joker play against Joel Embiid on a night where there's only three games so everyone can, like, lean into it? It's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, how about we have Philly play the day before? What are you doing, you idiots? Don't do that. Schedule it as a standalone. Fuck me dead. It's not hard. Anyway, Denver, plus three and a half. Sacramento, go to Phoenix. This should be a rip snort of a game. Uh, Kings have given up two shit losses to the uh, Sixers and the Bucks. I like them to keep this one close. Plus five and a half. They cover a lot of the lines on the road. I think they're the fourth best team in the NBA covering the line on the road. They don't really have anyone who can cover KD. You've got like, what, the Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray sort of wing combo. But they still have enough scoring. Um, Fox and Malik Monk and co to keep Phoenix honest, but I feel like Booker and Beal and KD should probably win this. But I think the Kings can keep it close because you've still got the Suvlaki King in the middle. Give me the Kings plus five and a half on the road. And then you've got the Thunder and the Clippers. I'm going to take the Clippers in this one. Thunder, back-to-back, in LA, really fucking hard gauntlet run where they lose to the Lakers today. Now you've got the wing combos out there of Kawhi. James Harden, Paul George, that they can sort of throw at a Thunder team that's like, feels like, you know, they have like these weird little ups and downs out of the Thunder, but then they'll get on in like another big winning streak, right? So they've just ripped off four straight wins against the Wizards, the Heat, the Blazers, the Magic. Then they lose to the Lakers. It's just one of those sort of weird games where I feel like the Thunder might just drop this one. The Clippers have been playing really, really well. Their offense has really clicked. It's the second best offense since the start of the year. The Clippers. So I think the Clippers can win that one at home. So give me the Clippers over the Thunder. So Nugs in Philly, Kings in Phoenix, Clippers at home against the Thunder. Interesting three games, though. That'll be fun. And we will wrap them all up for you tomorrow. That's right. We really will. Because uh, that's it for today. I'm going to go run and do NFL Australia with Gaz. So in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG, or all over the socials. You know that. Same with NFL Australia. Obviously, Gaz and I are chopping it up about playoffs week one. Uh, very fun stuff because Gaz is an Eagles fan, so that's pretty funny. Can't wait to do this one tonight. Uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app, Google Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use on your Android phone. It really does help out. And, of course, Chuck, football today and cricket today. Those are our uh, cricket and soccer podcasts as well, so go check them out. Get around nbastory.com slash shop and get your merch, get your merch. And a big thanks always goes to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. They rule. So do House Hatch, Joshua De La Rendez, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all at Bandcamp, Triple J on Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. All right, that's it for today. No skit or anything because i got to get the fuck out of here and get this show up. And this was a big, long episode today because of all the games. So hope you enjoyed that one. We will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And... Later, Hosanna! Dick streams in a meal.